let's explore Respect and six other spiritual poems. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. Today's first poem, Respect. Just as seven minus one is no longer seven, but only six, likewise, love without respect is not love, but mere sentimentality, and quite often the calling card of abuse. Today's second poem, Product. It has been my experience that concentration and relaxation are antithetical. We cannot concentrate our way to peace. We cannot concentrate our way to ease. For concentration is a tightening and fighting, and peace is the product of relaxing and flowing. Today's third poem, Variety. Buddha was not an ideologue. He was not a fool blinded by theory. Buddha knew full well that sometimes every mind could be playful, and other times every mind could be peaceful. So he taught a wide variety of techniques. Some techniques are best used when the mind is in a, a playful mode. Other techniques are best used when the mind is in a peaceful mode. It is not our job to choose what mode to experience. It is our job to notice what is spontaneously occurring or manifesting in our mind, and then use the appropriate meditations not as a remedy, but to make the most of mind's present mode. To turn whatever state we are in into an asset, into an ally, into an aid upon enlightenment's path. Today's fourth poem, Splendid. Let us review the simple iconography of the sky dancer, known in Sanskrit as either Dhaka or Dakini, and in Tibetan as Khandro. This archetype of enlightened action is depicted as naked, comprised of light, beautiful, and dancing. The sky dancer's nudity reminds us to be vulnerable in our mindfulness. The Dhaka's body of intangible light reminds us to let go, as if all things were not graspable. The Dhaka's beauty reminds us of compassion splendid and rare. The Khandro's dance reminds us that centered spontaneity is the path. Today's fifth poem, best. 
The viewing of Buddhas as gods to be worshipped and supplicated is a trap of patriarchy, of yang, of Sith. The wisdom of matriarchy, of yin, of Jedi, reveals that the power of the Buddhas is not found in their role of real or imagined celestial parent, but as archetypes reminding us of enlightenment's path and how best it is traveled. Today's sixth poem, Poignant. One of my teachers was fond of saying, it is good to have a hook to hang your hat upon. The same holds true for Buddhist meditation. For the numerous techniques of Anuttara Yogatantra, which translates from the Sanskrit as highest yoga tantra, could be organized in the three sloppy overlapping circles of a Venn diagram. They are creations, first stage, completions, second stage, and great completions, third stage. In creations, first stage, we could train in mindfulness of the four bases of awareness, mind, communication, body, and circumstance. In creation's first stage, we could also train in the compassion that marries the four bases of awareness with a love for all beings, who we recognize in or who we organize in four concentric spheres, like a Russian nesting doll. We could harness the self-interest hardwired into our brainstem, the first innermost sphere, and ride the wave of its tendency to crave peace, intimacy, health, and safety. We could we ride cravings wave in such a manner as to leverage the momentum of our self-interest into the love that wishes the best for all our neighbors, the second sphere of beings. Then all our fellow earthlings, whether they walk or crawl or swim or fly, the third sphere of beings. Then all beings of all worlds, real or imagined, the fourth outermost sphere of beings. Also in creation's first stage, we practice the wisdom that lets go of all in the most wonderful way, by blending mantra recitation with the physical relaxation that lends itself to the psychological release of all that we instinctually crave into and all to which we intellectually cling. Having explored creation's first stage, we now turn our attention to completion's second stage. Completion's second stage is more subtle, for in its first phase, we use symbolism to explore the dance of impermanence and interdependence in such a manner that it bypasses the trap of pseudo-intellectualism 
as well as over analysis. These symbolism effortlessly employed by the first phase of completion's second stage speaks directly to our viscera, to our guts, or if you prefer Yiddish, to our spilkas, in such a way as to support our training and letting go, both physically letting go as well as psychically. In the second phase of completion's second stage, our mindfulness dances upon the subtle pleasure of effortlessly generated as our wisdom viscerally explores pleasure's non-graspability. Great completion's third stage is the very subtle exploration of awareness itself. In Great Completion's third stage, we explore the sensory awareness of sensations, of flowers, of, sorry, of flavors, of scents, of sounds, and of sights. And in Great Completion's third stage, we also explore the awareness of mind itself, its emotions, its intentions, its thoughts, its memories, and its fantasies. All the poignant and transformative techniques of Buddhist Tantra are neither mysterious nor supernatural nor special, only for the chosen few. They can be learned in as little as a season or so, provided one persists in practicing what they have been taught, training every morning and every evening as well. And these techniques could then be mastered in as little as seven years, or seven quarters, or seven months, or seven fortnights, or seven weeks, or even seven days. Darth Bane's Rule of Two taught there must be a Sith Lord to possess great power, and a Sith Apprentice to crave such power. Such is the elitism, greed, and striving of the dark side of patriarchy, of yang. But Buddha taught from the light side, from matriarchy, from yin, from egalitarianism. Anyone who finds a good teacher, attends class punctually, and does their homework enthusiastically, could master Buddha's path with such swiftness as to outpace a pod racer and make it look as if it was standing still. Today's seventh and final poem, Creative. The quest for enlightenment need not be mystical, cryptic, or even pious, but simply as pragmatic as resolving, I would like to be less of a dickhead. I would like to be less stressed. I would like to be less cranky and contrived and rigid and frightened. I would like to be happy and loving and peaceful and resourceful and creative. I would like to be the person my dog already thinks I am. 
Let us conclude with a simple call to action. This podcast will never have any advertisements, so support us monthly on PayPal and like us on your podcast service to help others find us just as you found us as well. If meditation has felt impossible, boring, or just out of reach, you are welcome to register at buddhajoy.org for the next series of live online meditation class webinars that meet once a week.